On this episode of the Sam Mays Podcast, I'm joined by my good friend and former Sooner great Wes Sims. Uh, we're talking about the upcoming OU spring game, what's going on with the NFL, and the controversy surrounding Leah Thomas and trans athletes. Hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today in the Sam Mays podcast, we've got Mr. Wes Sims, former Oklahoma great. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Hey, thank you for joining me, man. We're here at the Lab Sports Bar and Grill in Edmond, Oklahoma. That's our first time here at the Lab, and we've... Uh, we've Big part- fan. Yeah, we've partook in the, uh, the food. Yeah. The wings were phenomenal. The Lab beer. The Lab lager. Lab is, lager. Is delicious. Jumbo wings. Some people say jumbo wings. I don't even know if these guys call it jumbo wings, but it's jumbo wings. Yeah, no, like this is uh, the it's real here. deal. Giants, it. big, big wins. Big we were wins. we were thrilled about that. It's good to see this uh, location up and running here in Edmond, Oklahoma. They've got Slingo on Wednesdays and Monday. They've got happy hours three to six Monday through Friday. Those lab loggers we were just talking about are 150 all day, every day. And they've got some of the best wings you're going to find here in the Metro. Also, free pool every Tuesday. And you're going to be able to follow them at the Lab Bar and Grill on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, it's at the Lab Edmund. And Twitter is also at the Lab Edmund. So check out the Lab here uh, in Edmund. Good food, good times. And I think we'll probably be back here to the Lab. So a big thank you to those guys for having us out today. Um, Please like, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the Sam Mays Podcast. We're so thankful for your support. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, iMusic, Apple Music, whatever they're calling that today. Also on YouTube. And we could really use some help getting the subscribers up on the YouTube channel. So if you get a chance, go ahead and do that for us. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Speaking of support, a big thank you to our title sponsor, Nature's Key. Nature's Key was founded in 2017 and has been producing effective, consistent, high-quality cannabis products ever since uh, Ever since then. I, can, I can't recommend them enough. And if you're interested in trying their CBD products, too, visit keytonaturesblessing.com and use code MAZE2022 for 20% off your order, which Ew. is a huge deal. That's a big deal. CBD I is, like is uh, not cheap anymore by any means. And let me tell you something. My experience with Nature's Key products has been fantastic. Uh, it's really helped me get on the path to better health, uh, taking the 100-plus milligrams of CBD I'm taking daily, uh, plus around 75 of THC throughout the day. Uh, that combination has been great and kind of a game-changer for me. So a uh, big thank you to Nature's Key for, uh, for having us for sure. Also, uh, I want to say a big shout-out to Jacksons of Kingfisher for getting the Sam Mace podcast around in that beautiful trail boss. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, be sure to visit Jacksons. They mean it when they say, come join the family. And last but not least, thank you to Totally Tickets. I've said it a million times, and I keep saying it. You want to find better customer service? Mike and his team, you won't find better customer service. Mike and his team will get you taken care of, whether it's tickets to a Thunder game, OU Sopper, or awesome upcoming shows like Zach Brown or Cody Johnson. Totally Tickets has you covered. TotallyTickets.com. Check them out. Uh, big time stuff there. Totally. Do you know Mike, right? Mike's, Mike's part got of the family. The tickets. Yeah, Mike's got the tickets. Me right? and Mike, uh, we both married into the same deal there yeah oh yeah that's right yeah family so now, by marriage uh, yeah now he's uncle mike uncle mike by marriage <laughs> uncle mike by <laughs> marriage he's a a great guy we're happy to be a part of the totally tickets team 
Uh, there's no doubt about that. So we'll be at some Totally Tickets events here uh, in the future. And he's a big supporter of OU softball. So if you're in the market for an OU softball ticket, which is one of the hottest tickets you can find here in Oklahoma City, uh, go to TotallyTickets.com, and Mike and his crew will take great care of you. Uh, I'm excited about this podcast. We're talking OU football. We're talking Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns. And we are going to talk about Leah Thomas, the transgender athlete that just won the 500-meter uh, NCAA championship uh, I know this is a topic that is, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about. And, you know, I've been called transphobic and all kinds of things in the last uh, six days. And I'm here to tell people uh, that's just not the case. So stay tuned as we will we'll talk a little bit about Leah here uh, at the end of the pod. Yeah, it is. It's, and, you know, it's, it's, it's part of our society. The conversations need to be had. The thing that frustrates me more than anything is that when people say, I can't say or I can't have an opinion, which is just absolute bullshit. So yeah. uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it here on the Sam Mays Podcast. That's my – we need a law person. Where does the right of freedom of speech stop and being an asshole start? Right. Like, when is it not okay? The, uh, the hot I'm wings curious. here – or so, like I'm literally got to do. Like yeah. I'm, the, the wings were hot. You're glistening. I'm botting myself. <laughs> you got a nice glisten. All right, let's. Uh, we'll start with OU spring practice news. Um, oh. You know, the thing that you wanted to, st- you mentioned it as we we're sitting there talking about just kind of prepping a little bit was, you know, the conversation from OU athletes, OU football players right now about how much this new staff actually cares about them. And it's, and it's was it's, the word that right. we keep hearing everywhere. over and over and over cares. again. And it's like, what could possibly have happened with the last regime that th- that term, they care about us so much like did the other people not? Was it all the time? Right. Was it just the way that it all went down? But we're hearing the word, he cares about me and us every day from somebody different from a different coach, from a different player, and it's it's starting to stick on people's minds. It is. Apparently, it really is. these people care. Yeah, and that's awesome. You know, I, I've, I've said this before. I, I don't know that I've ever had a coach uh, in my life that I felt like actually give two shits about me away from my high school coach, Brian Fideski, who was – he's an awesome man. There's no doubt about it. But I, I never got that. I remember that cared. Yeah, I, I never got that vibe from any of my college coaches. And there's some that you just – you feel like they didn't care. Right. But then there were some that, you know, you're never going to hear them say the words, I care about you. Right. And they're going to motherfuck you. Right. But they, you knew deep down they might have cared a little. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we have plenty of those. Yeah. I, I think that today's kid is a little bit different. Um, yeah. Is used to a bit of a different temperament. Uh, the term I've heard is uh, we're not going to be degrading. We're going to be demand, demanding, not degrading, right? Demanding of success, not degrading to the to the player. And, I mean, I'm sure that you have, have yeah, and look, that philosophy is not had only a – degrading a, and had – yeah. De- yeah, right. Get it. Makes yeah, sense. It does make sense. And I think there's some kids out there uh, that are impervious to the degrading parts. I was one of those kids that you can call me whatever. I'm not going to pay a whole lot of attention. Yeah. That you didn't have to too often, so it didn't bother me, obviously. Yeah, um, zero fucks given. But, uh, you know, there were some kids out there that I played with, and I thought to myself, man, Coach really took some liberties with player A in the way that he spoke to him. You know, once you realize that he wasn't going to be a part of the big conversation, 
There's a lot of kids that got demeaned on the football teams that I played with. Absolutely. And I saw a lot of it go both ways, or especially if uh, somebody might have tried to call their shot and it didn't work out. Right. I mean, that was always kind of, you know, expected. Right. <laughs> but then the, in the occasion that they didn't, and it was just somebody that came in and just lost their job or whatever it may be, yeah, then it's noticeable. Yeah, 100%. It's 100% noticeable. To say the least. <laughs> so I, I think we can both agree that we're happy to hear that aspect, which is so far away from, like, football. You know what I mean? We're, t- we're yeah. talking spring ball here. And that's one of the main headlines is that they care. And to me, when your team is in that mindset, everything that happens next, is it, it can't be anything you're but building, positive, right? You're building a culture. Yeah, a, a foundation. A family. Yeah. And that's every team that I was a part of that won championships that I felt was really good. We referred to ourselves as a family. Right. It wasn't just the team or this or that. And the further away from the family mentality you got – the further away from a championship you got. Right. I mean, yeah. it was – they – those two things go together. Absolutely. I couldn't you agree more. got to gel. Jeff Levy comes out and says that Dylan Gabriel is off to a great start. Uh, says that he loves to be coach, understands that good is not good enough. And, you know, the lefty is is it, QB1. They, they named him uh, QB1 before the, the spring even got started. Uh, there is no conversation. They've got four other guys on campus right now currently splitting reps – uh, and, uh, you know, there, there's going to have to be – they're going to have to find a way, that, you know, to, to decipher who's going to be that backup quarterback right now. I think what Levy also said in this recent press conference saying that, you know, you've got to be conscious of the depth. You know, one of the questions was, right. does him being the QB1 and not necessarily having a plan and the backup quarterback make you a little more conservative as far as play calling is concerned? He, he says no. He's the only one that's thrown a pass in a game. Right. That's crazy. Got five guys in that room. The only one that's thrown a pass in the game. Division one, he's the only one that's thrown a pass. Right. And I believe he said that, too. So that's going to weigh quite heavily. I mean, you've got guys that are good practice guys and guys that are gamers. And so when you got four, what is it, four other quarterbacks, you're trying to decide who's going to be the best fit. I mean, with Levy, it's going to have to be the most cerebral guy. He'd. Is probably he's not going to care about how physically talented you are. Right, you got to get upstairs. Know what's going on. I think that the fact that he's known Dylan Gabriel since he was 18 years old as an early enrollee down there in Florida, uh, that's probably going to help him a little bit. I think he understands the mental aspect of it, what to expect out of his coach. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how the lefty looks in an Oklahoma. Uh, offense. One of the questions also was, is Dylan being left-handed cause any issues with the offensive line? I've never – have you ever blocked for a left-handed quarterback? Um, in practice? I mean, really, it's – you have a lot more guys that are comfortable playing right tackle naturally than right. left tackle. It's because you want to anchor on your stronger leg and punch right. with your outside stronger arm. I felt better playing right tackle than left tackle. Same. Absolutely. Like, it was easier for me to open up my right hip uh, and Absolutely. to get that kick slide than it was that left. And there's some people who are left side dominant. They're just few and far between. I was 100% right-handed playing on the left side. Yeah. And it felt like it looked like it. 
Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because left hand down on the left side. Yeah, it's yeah. just everything was backwards. Yeah. I wanted to play on the right. Yeah. It's just right, right. I everything could have played right. on the left if I had to, but it, I, you definitely didn't feel as – I didn't feel as strong stepping to my left as I did stepping to my right. Like, I felt like my right leg offered so much more power yeah. in that initial step. So when you're hitting with the same foot and hand and fist and elbow and shoulder – it's all on the right. The right. left's just the kind of group the guy where I want him to be, so I can hit him with this right here. Yeah, right. It absolutely. Is what it is. The uh, the conversation surrounding Dylan Gabriel is interesting for sure, and obviously they've got a a uh, a new quarterback again there in Norman. Everybody wants to talk about him, but the offensive line to me is probably the biggest conversation that needs to be had on this football team. Yes, can they get that group up to a level where they can protect Gabriel, let him be the athlete that he is, and let him throw the ball down the field? If they can't do that, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You can bring back Caleb Williams. You can be Spencer Rattler again. doesn't matter. Like, you're not going to have the success that Oklahoma is demanding what they and want. You're going to have to have guys that are athletic guys. I Absolutely. Mean, I don't know that we're going to see this season or the next couple of seasons. I think it's going to take time to figure out the style of linemen that we need. Because sometimes the big monster Mahler guys aren't the best guys for a Jeff Libby offense that when it's in its prime, it's going fast. Right. It's not setting and waiting. Right. I mean, now, he's he's a smart guy. He knows when to stop and when to go, and he can adapt, and he's been with all these programs. He hasn't been with one program his whole career and never really adjusted it. Right. Like, He's done all these different things, and he's seen them, and he's put together his. Like, he's he's done the leech thing. He's done the Bryles thing. Right. He's done the hypo thing, the hybrids of all these different things. He's tasted all that, and he's got his thing. And I like his thing, to be honest with you. Big fan of it. That offense is explosive, to say the least, and I'm curious to see what he's going to accomplish in year number one, but you got to admit that offensive line has got to get back to that standard that they were Absolutely. You know, two, three, four years ago watching them win Joe Moore awards. The reality is you want to play big-time college football, you want to win semifinal games, starts in the trenches on both yeah. sides You're not uh, going to win ball. with gimmicks. Right. I mean, it's just you're going to have to have some maulers up there. Speaking of maulers, the two-lane transfer, Jeffrey Johnson, uh, is uh, excited to be a, stu- a Sooner. There's no question about it. And uh, this is a, a, a transfer portal victory, in my opinion. You know, for a young man uh, like this who shows up and, and d- really kind of dominated that game this year, early in the year, you and I talked about it afterwards going, did you see that big kid in the middle for Tulane? He wore their asses out, yeah, and he we did. we were like, our guys are out of shape. Yeah. They're pussies. Oh, yeah. Tulane kicked our ass, and we're like, all right. We got that guy now. Yeah. Sound, you know, shout out to Oklahoma for being aware. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and understanding that, hey, that's that's something. We saw him in person. We know what kind of player that is. We, we're looking for guys like that. There was a bunch of guys on both sides of the line from Army a few years ago <laughs> that they should have offered a bag of money and a scholarship to. <laughs> so there was a whole lot of ass kicking in that game, and it was a lot one way. There was a ton of ass kicking in that game. I, uh, I was I sat in the stands on purpose in that game because I just loved the triple option so much. My father played at West Point, yeah. and I just wanted to be a part I got of the some scene. Of that in high school, bro. When they started running that triple option to the short side of the field, I thought, "Oh shit!" 
Like they know what they have. They don't. They aren't worried about the Oklahoma defensive line at just all. Them down. They are just mowing. When just. that right tackle started reaching that end on the short side, it was dominant. It was dominant. Yeah. It was. And it's just nothing but technique. You know what I mean? Like and nothing I'm but technique. I'm as mad as I can be watching that, but at the same time, loving every second of it. Yeah. Because I was in the stands. When we had Mike Stoops' team, they couldn't get within 15 yards of the receiver, and Baylor's beating us just throwing it to the sideline and getting 8, 10 yards every play. Right. I can't do that. Right. Now, that team coming out and just putting their foot in our ass, I could do that. That makes sense to me. Like, they're outplaying us. Right. Some of those other things – can't deal with right <laughs> like, yeah no i hear you get up there and hit him in the mouth don't let him catch the football right that's one thing when you're getting up there and you're just tired because you're getting your ass kicked i mean yeah i'm pissed at a lot of people probably the strength coach more than any of them but the overall attitude of the team just to see that happen to them right that hurts yeah 100 percent, 100 percent, and it's a mindset and it's but uh, i can watch that hurt. right right sign me up for uh i like football. Right. Sign me up for a little <laughs> West Point football any day of the week. Right. Um, last thing we'll get to with the OU spring getting started. This is day two of, of practice that they've gone through. Uh, the defense loving the new scheme. You know, so calling it challenging, but I think there's a lot of excitement that Brent Venables is is on campus and that he brings this vaunted Clemson defense to Oklahoma. Uh, they get away from the gimmicks of the speed defense, and now these guys are, are getting a good look and yeah. a good taste of what the future holds, and everybody seems extremely responsive and extremely excited about BB being there. Learning that inches and effort are two different things. 100%. There's a lot that goes into what you're learning and why you have to be where you're at in those schemes, and they're going to learn that. Right. It's not about just going real hard and getting some turnovers here and there. That's some high school shit. Right. It, it, look, I, I will say this about the Alex Grinch defense forever. It is very much a Mount Union type of defense. Like, it is about predicated on effort and hard work, and those guys fly around the football field, there's no doubt. But as we far as. We needed it when it came here. Oh, 100% needed that. And we just as much needed it to leave. 100%. It, when it did maybe a year earlier. But that's what, I mean, it's sometimes people just need that initial shock, you know. That defense will do it for one year. Right. It's like a, it, like a really great rookie quarterback that can really run the football. He's going to shock everybody that first year, but that sophomore year is when you find out how good he is, when everybody knows it's coming. Right. That's when you find out how good a real quarterback is. Absolutely. And, you know, you go back on that, you see a lot of guys that are really good their first year they got to play, their second year they took a dive. I mean, it's it's the sophomore slump. Everybody knows it is pretty common. But when you have a player that can pound through that, that's special. No question. And we're going to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the uh, – the, the future holds with that group for sure. There's a lot of talent still there. There's a lot of guys that left. There's no question about that. Uh, we get it. A lot but, of new guys that came in. Right. But the infrastructure, I think, is there for Oklahoma to have success, at least in this Big 12. Uh, I, I would struggle to see them not be in a conference conversation again uh, next season. A lot of football to be played. The spring game, April 23rd. Obviously, we're 
uh, super excited about watching Gabriel and crew in action in, in game number one. But And I think they're going to give us a real taste here, right? I don't think that this will be a Lincoln Riley shroud everything type of, of spring game. I think they're going to get out there and play football because they have to. Like, there is no – they don't have time to be messing around when here. you say there's a clean slate at every position, what that does for those players. I mean, we, we both had different position coaches come in, like when we were in college, and it's just refreshing. Absolutely. And we've probably both been on a different side of that deal at some point. But when the whole staff comes in – I mean, there's guys that it might revamp some of these guys. And you hope some of them it does. And, right. You know, some of them that are just going to let it come through and do what it does. And Absolutely. People are just going to go with the flow. Yep. And not the good flow. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, some guys just aren't cut out for it. Yeah. And, you know, I think in a, in a system like this, someone with a coach like BV. Yeah, and that, that's just not going to fly at Oklahoma anymore, and that's just the reality of it. If, if, there will be you're, a couple of those, but, I mean, you got to fill out a roster somehow. There's no question, right? There's no question. They just won't play a whole lot. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got Bodies. I think he's got – you can just tell by the videos of what you're seeing out of practice. Guys are leaving the locker room with, little, with a little bounce in their step because they have to. Like, there is no – I'm curious to see guys like – like a Bray Walker. I'm curious to see what it does for him. Yeah. I know when I was there with Schmitty, I was built a lot like Ray. It's just big, muscular dude, and you get so big you can't move. Right. Schmitty wasn't big on flexibility when I was there. I wasn't big on flexibility until a couple years later. Right. <laughs> so I I know how that body type is. Yeah. Like, I think that dude could be a hell of a player. If he did yoga for about six, eight months, like from now until the season starts, yeah. That could be a dude. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, I've just seen what that can do to those kind of guys. Yeah. But I'm curious to see what it does to all the other guys. Lebby said in the press conference that uh, some body styles are going to change. That, you know, he's got four tackles that he likes. I wonder if Bray Walker is is one of them because that, let me tell you something, he's the first dude off the bus. There's no question about He's that. that guy. He is 100%. a massive man. Like, I I can relate to that guy. Yeah. But I've seen the, I've seen him. That is a large man that is also an athlete, but he's so stiff he, he stops himself. He gets, he gets in his own way. Right. There's just too much of him. If you give that man a golf club, it will frustrate you to watch it because you know there's enough there to hit that ball 400 yards, but it's just not going to work. Right. Yeah. They, that's what I'm talking about. They, that's one of those guys that it, on your wish list of your sooner, you know, what, who's going to be impacted by the Venables coaching change? Bray Walker should be high on your list as far as guys that you hope yeah. maybe snap out of whatever like they were in. Majors. Right. It's a big physical kid. Absolutely. What's he going to look like with some Smitty? No question. Is he going to put it all together mentally, physically? Is he going to put it together this year and get some real minutes? Absolutely. Once again, the OU some spring guys game. To be excited about. April 23rd. That is right around the corner. We're looking forward to, uh, to that. I'll be 40 for that game. I'll turn 40 on the 15th. Welcome to the club. You turn 41 on the 13th. The 8th. The eighth wife's on the thirteenth. Wife's on the thirteenth. She's joining the club. Twenty nine, 
ish, whatever. But yeah, she's in. Nice. <laughs> How's she handling it? I don't. I don't bring that up. <laughs> we got kids, man. I don't need other knives being thrown in my direction. There you go. Just there you for go. Bringing up a number. I. Um, I'm not that guy. We've got to to uh, to take a look at the. We're going to switch gears here and talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, uh, obviously former Sooner great. Uh, looks like he is headed out of Cleveland as a Cleveland Browns. Or is he? <laughs> or is he? I, what, are you hearing that he's going to stay? I'm hearing what everybody else is hearing. Cleveland has pretty much devalued him to a point of what are you going to take for him? Yeah, they're going to release that dude. Or did you overpay for the other guy too much? Right. And devalue this guy so much that you're stuck giving him the franchise tag to be your possible backup QB? Oh, my God. What did they do? Yeah, they screwed that up big time, right? They screwed it up in multiple ways. If you have the highest paid QB in the league on your team and you've got a quarterback with the franchise tag, that's got to be a first time. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's there's That's no way they can do that. That's on your all-time f up. They'll cut us there. They'll cut him, and if they cut him, Baker will be a stealer, out of principle, and I will yes. do a cartwheel. I yes. would be thrilled to get a pissed off Baker Mayfield. There's three teams in Pittsburgh. he would go to for free. At that yes, point, absolutely. As long as in that division that he just wants to see the Brownies twice a year. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see that, that go down. I hope that's what the case is. The Browns uh, gave up a 2022, 2023, 2024 first round pick along with a 2023 third-round pick and a 24 fourth-round pick to bring in Deshaun Watson from Houston. A team that's drafted really well, giving away all these first-round picks. It's crazy. It's crazy. Watson is a receives a new $230 million contract, uh, and they don't even know that he's going to be available in, in year number one. So is it five, four or five years? I think it's a five-year deal. Four so of it is... Four-year, two hundred and. That's what I understand, yeah. That first year is just a million dollars. Just in case. So, you know, for those who, I mean, everybody who's listening to this podcast is probably well aware of Deshaun Watson and uh, the situation down there in Houston. 20-plus masseuses claiming sexual assault in some capacity, right? Let me, don't, in some capacity. We don't know what that means in this day and age. Yeah, we don't. And um, That could have been a wink. Right, and so there's civil suits going on right now. Nobody knows. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, so it's if It's just he does, a little suspicious when you're getting your masseuses from Instagram. Right. And I'm going to leave it at that. And also when there's 20 of them. Also yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because it's not like when they're getting hit on Instagram to come to so-and-so's place, they see who's inviting them. Right. They know who that is. Yeah. I don't know. It is a... It's weird. There's a... There are... The women in sports, I think, have done an excellent job covering this story and showing the disdain for the Cleveland Browns and their pseudo-investigation. You know, they said that they did a thorough investigation of this. They hadn't even talked to any of the victims. They haven't talked to... Uh, legal counsel of any of the victims of this. Like, the Browns didn't do any counseling of anybody that was involved outside of the Sean Watson, and that is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. This is like somebody came off of, like, a two-week 
bender and was right. like, I'm going to get Deshaun Watson. I don't care what Right, takes. right. He had a couple of great years. He did. I'm not seeing what that guy's seeing to make him the most highest paid quarterback ever. Yeah. More than Aaron Rodgers just got paid, who, by the way, Aaron Rodgers actually plays every year, and there's not an issue with Masseuses. He may be an asshole, but he's, it's not a legal issue on whether he can participate in a game of football. Right. That's not an option. That's not an issue. Yeah, I mean, there's still a possible suspension here for Deshaun yeah. Watson. He might not be able to play ever again. Right. We don't know that. Right. We think that he should be able to play, hopefully, at some point this year. Right. That's all we know. That's all we know. $230 million. Might be an absolutely worthless contract. And if he never plays another step, do they still get all the draft picks? Yeah, I think so. How, how do you think Baker Mayfield has handled himself throughout this? There's some people that said he's been immature. At one point, the Browns organization said they wanted the, an adult at, at the quarterback spot. I don't think that. I think the Cleveland Browns drafted May, Baker Mayfield because he's a passionate football player. They needed a polarizing individual to and that's come what they got. in and take that turd and polish it and move it to the next step. Absolutely. And that's what they got. They got a guy that came in and looked that situation in the face and did everything he could with it. 100%. Now, is Baker, I don't know. I personally like the guy because I saw what he did in college his first couple of years in the league. We saw a Browns team that sucked forever. Right. He got them winning games. Above 500 in a playoff. Right. Facts. Facts. They sucked 100%. for a long time. And it, a whole mess of quarterbacks. And they may be jumping the gun a little early here. I don't know. And I really don't care. They flat out, they did not need to Deshaun Watson. Right. They don't. And they didn't need to pay that kind of money. Right. They got some solid guys up front. And they got two of the best running backs in the league. Right. That's all they need. I mean, prior to Baker I saw fracturing a lot of his guys shoulder, drop balls two years ago. Yeah, and the dude Last played year, hurt Baker all was year. Hurt yeah, bad this past year. So I don't know about and that. And prior but to the to injury, do what they did just the punishment and the crime. Yeah, and all the things. Nothing makes sense in that whole situation. Prior to the injury, Baker Mayfield was statistically pretty darn good. You know, in comparison to what he was when he when he fractured that shoulder. I think the the biggest mistake Baker made was. Trying to play hurts. Trying to be Baker. Trying to be Baker. Trying to be Baker. Just and if there's to any, be if the there's tough any, guy and play through it. And right. If there's any immaturity out there for me, it would be that. And I'm not judging him for that. He's a passionate player, and it is what it is. I think we saw Dak Prescott this year is in camp. He pulled himself out like practice number two because something didn't feel right. And his shoulder and his Never knee or something. I think it was something. Yeah. And and somebody even said. And some guys are smart. That's a, that's a smart thing Mc, to do. McCarthy even said that. Dak showed some real veteran leadership when he pulled himself out of practice saying something just doesn't feel right. Let's just go ahead and take a look at it. That's a, that's a big yeah. deal. And the Baker clearly knew he was hurt. The straight, the, I mean, the, the uh, medical staff knew he was hurt. They were working on it throughout the season. You also have to have some serious job security to do that. Yes, and clearly he didn't feel comfortable doing it. That's on Cleveland, too. Yeah. Anybody on the Cowboys starting team has that. 
anybody on any other team does not have that. Right. It's weird how that works. What do you think uh, happens next for him? For Baker? Yeah. I'm saying release into the Steelers. If he gets released, we talked about it. He's going to play for $1 for any team that's in that conference. Well, that's it. That's the only option he's got. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Now, if he doesn't, I could see him being a part of some weird late evening or round draft pick situation on draft night. But aside from that, I mean, you either got to cut him, franchise him, or trade him, and they've devalued him to a point so they can't, where yeah. what do you do? Right. No one's going to trade for him. You can't franchise him because you look like an even more of an idiot. You could have got that deal for Deshaun Watson any day of the week. Shot a little too fast on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they have to release Baker Mayfield, and at that point, the sky's the limit. Somebody's going to pick that kid up, and he's going to be back healthy with a vengeance. Best of luck to Baker Mayfield. Can't wait to see him. Get some revenge on the brownies. Absolutely. The brownies. The mistake by the lake. Uh. All right, let's uh, let's dive into this, the final topic on today's pod. Leah Thomas, today Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida declares that Emma Wyatt is the winner of the NCAA 500-meter race. I don't know that he could legally do that, but he's doing it anyway. Probably As, not, uh, but balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, Ron has been uh, – Governor DeSantis has been pretty vocal over the last couple to, of years. And, yeah, yeah we all know who he is. put it out there. There's no question. For those who don't know, Leah Thomas competed on the men's swim team for three years at Penn. For three years uh, after completing two years of hormone replacement, she competed on the women's team this year during the 2021-22 season and dominated uh, across the board. And she ended up winning the 500-meter freestyle title here recently last weekend, right? Right. Um, so this, I, I came out on, on Twitter and called this a travesty, um, and I got a backlash that was pretty significant, people calling me transphobic. Well, and it, I, and it I, is something. Look, I cannot stress to you enough how little, I, I am so far from transphobic or homophobic or any of those things. I want people to live the life that they want. I want to be as, them, as, them to be as happy as they want to be. Be the human being that you want to be. I don't want, I'm so anti-government in my home, they shouldn't tell me anything about my family, how to raise my kids, what clothing I'm going to wear, or what I identify as. Like, none of that is anybody's job to do but myself. We are pro-privacy. Yes, and I feel the same way about people out there. There's no question about it. If if Miss Thomas wants to be Miss Thomas, then I'm going to call her Miss Thomas. It is what it is. Like, I have no problem doing that. But... I cannot get behind something like this until we know without a doubt that there is no advantage for a trans athlete that has transitioned this late in life, right? Two years ago, Leah Thomas competed as a man, right? You can't tell me. I I need more medical proof. But what was her ranking as a male? 550th or something like that. And as a female, she's the best. Yes. Yes. That's a discrepancy that I can't look past. Right. And I don't have an issue with what's going on with the individual itself, but with the sport 
the sport. And the females who had worked their whole life? Right. Girl dad here? Same. I don't want to see that become some type of issue. Right. I don't know. I'm not saying we have to change sports or we have to do a whole nother section for sports. Right. I don't know, but there needs to be something that's fair. Yeah, I just... Because when Caitlyn Jenner even says that even after two years, there still can be some leftover in the tank of testosterone, I'm going to need to see some real hard evidence that you can't go from 560th as one gender to the greatest of all time. Right. I mean, if you just win... One thing, but when you set a record, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Some there's got to be some kind of in between here, right? There's got to be some give and some take with it. It is. It is a. Uh, you know, Caitlin said, "This is a common sense thing." You know what I mean? It's a common sense thing. And my fiance mentioned earlier, just the lung capacity difference between a man. Uh, in a woman is significantly different. In a sport of swimming, that matters. How old is, or tall is Leah? I'm not 100% sure. I've sure. just seen the pictures. And she's significantly. I mean, and look, there's some tall. She's built like a swimmer. Yes, 100%. Tall, I mean, Kate, lanky, the, the, the decky is six like, foot tall. There's a bunch of tall female swimmers out there. No great. question. They Swimmers are amazing athletes. Yes, amazing athletes. I just was curious if we're going from like, like Ledecky, like six foot. Right. Six, three, or four. Right. Like, we're, we're getting into, like, Phelps, because that's different. Yeah. A lot different. Yeah. And, like, hand I mean, size, you're talking size. about hand size, shoe size. Yeah. These are different things. Yes. Because you're already talking about large athlete like Katie Ledecky, six foot. She, I bet she's got some good-sized feet. I bet she's got some big hands. Right. I mean, it's just physics. Absolutely. That is a giant. That is a big athlete and very successful. I uh, and you know once again, there, this is going to irritate some people out there. Um, I just you know for my daughter's sake, I just need to. Know, I I've never taken the field in my life, knowingly, with knowing that somebody that I was competing against had an advantage against me. Like I, maybe somebody was on steroids, maybe somebody was. Right. Cheating in some capacity, but I never, I never lined up and thought to myself, "There's a chance that maybe this person has got an advantage over me," and that's got to be tough, right? It's got to be tough, and I'm not talking about, you know, I, 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 you know, there's there there are young that one time in my whole life, really. It was a giant Russian who looked like he was on steroids. <laughs> and he was on steroids, right? That was the one time, but. Not to bring up a giant Russian at this point, but hey, dude was Russian. It is what it is. They're always looking for something. Sometimes I met plenty of people from Russia and Russian that just like you and I. Right. So I don't know if they're getting a bad rap or if Russia's just so big and there's right. so many. I mean, Russia's huge. It's gigantic. They, uh, I just, I just, for the, for the young people, you know, there's kids that are below the age of 10 that are transitioning. Like, if you haven't hit puberty yet, I don't think that this is a conversation that needs to be had. Child, children that are 
five, four, right. five, six. Yeah. Yeah. And don't care. Yes. That's what it is. Right. I I'm, would rather them do it then than wait. Right. Because if there is any kind of, like, when we do figure out the science on if if it's somebody that is transitioning from male to female. Right. I would like to know that science. Yeah. Like, and I'm there's a sure bunch of stuff out women there. Women want to know, and women, everybody wants to right. be fair, but we've got to truly be fair. We have to truly be fair. Absolutely. And so, and when you- once everything is the truth is out there, and the science and the facts, and it's truly fair. Right. Is what it is. It is what it is. But until that moment. But I don't think this, we're there. This, I don't think we're there either. 100%. And I, I mean, do believe it's a bit of a, a common sense conversation. Right. You can't go from 500 and fill in the blank 50, 60 to the greatest ever. Right. It's just, that's not a, not in one year. I mean, people can make that kind of jump maybe as a golfer or something, but it's going to take Right. Years of hard work. I mean, this was an adult. You know, this is a full-grown man this transitioned to a, of to a woman. A year? Yeah, over the course of two years. Th- two years. Three, yeah, two years of, yeah, of therapy. Yeah, because they had to yeah. take the hormones for two. So over two years. Right. You go from 500 and something to the greatest of all time. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of people have worked out really hard and gone to the Olympics and things. But, I mean... Usually you have at least four years to prepare for that, plus the rest of your lifetime, because that's usually the people that go to the Olympics. That is a lifelong goal. Right. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't have all the answers, but what I do know is uh, I, we need more science, and until we get it 100% right, I just can't imagine uh, what it is for fe- you know fe- born females uh, to lose uh, you know, competitions that they worked their whole life for to somebody who transitioned two years ago. And I just, right. I struggle with that. So it is what it is. That's my opinion. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to several different resources out there for people. Uh, transathletic.com is a good one for, for information and, and some resources just to learn more about it. I would encourage you to educate yourself uh, in regards to this type of thing, just don't get on the internet and start popping off at the mouth like about things you don't understand because Look there's a lot about this that I still rules. don't understand. Yes, for sure. We're learning every day. Yeah, but we are anti-hate speech here in the Sam Mays podcast. Right. There's no question about that. I'm not transphobic or homophobic or any of those things, but I absolutely... All opinions are welcome. Yes, for my daughters. I 100% need to know more about this before I just can sit here Hashtag and... Hashtag girl dads. Yeah, girl dads. That's it. You know, we need, to, we need more information... And more, uh, you know, it, 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 there's just too many questions up there right now for this to be a fact that Emmett Wyant is not the champion of that race. You know, I, and for... My baby's eight. Right. They got that many years to figure it out. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, for, for Leah Thomas also, I'm curious. I'm very interested about who she is as a person. Does she truly believe that the transition... Uh, has taken any advantage away from her because if she does truly believe that then I get that if there's no questions if there is a question though and she's not sure as somebody that's competed in sports her whole life that is a good question I wonder because it's not like the distance in the race itself changed right so I wonder what the times were male 
you know, pre, pre-switch and pre-hormone therapy. I wonder what times were as a male and as a female. Curious. Right. Like that. Honestly curious. Was it very similar? Well, yeah. I, I don't Did know. Did it get better? Yeah. Huh? Did it get worse? I mean, I'm sure it's slower. Was There's it no if it was a if it was anywhere close to the same. But we was would, it? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I need. We should. We need to look that up. I am getting ready to have the allergy attack from hell. Oh. Something is happening to my body, so we're gonna get out of here. Need to get some hot sauce in here. I need to do something with my whole my whole face is swelling up. This is not good. Anaphylactic shock. Something is happening to me right now. Like it started about 20 minutes ago, and I've been trying to push we my way through had this thing. We've wings for 45 minutes. Yeah. You is need it, wings. Is that what it is? More yeah. wings here at the lab. I want to just say big thank you to them for having us out here at the lab here in Edmond. Uh, it is pretty Check amazing. It out. Uh, yeah, I love this place. TV's all over the place. March Madness going on. We just watched Gonzaga fall to Arkansas, which was pretty cool. I enjoyed this one, man. Thanks for thanks for joining me. I appreciate that. Villanova and and Arizona's about to fall to Houston, just so everybody knows. He called that with 15 minutes ago in the first half. Yeah, Samson's gonna beat those boys down. <laughs> Arizona always chokes. Money's on Samson till the final four is what it is. All right, brother. I enjoyed it. Love it. Have a good one, man. Yes.